You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Episodes discuss emotional, physical, and sexual violence. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Dark Dynasties, the podcast where we focus on different rich and powerful families who have ultimately exposed themselves to be corrupt, messed up, and, well, very dark. This episode, we'll be talking about maybe the most famous family ever, the royal family. As in the Windsors. We've seen their ups. And their downs. And victories. And defeats. And, oh, their scandals. It's a lot of scandals. It's so many scandals. So after centuries of royal watching, we must have seen it all, right? I don't think we have. I think there's a lot more. So we we just got to get into it, huh? I'm Sid. I'm Olivia. And this episode is about the British royal family's Little Nazi problem. Ooh, didn't see that coming. No, I didn't either. Little Nazi problem is an oxymoron. It sure is. There's never been a Nazi problem that's little. There has never been. Harry's Halloween costume in 2005. Oh, when he dressed as a Nazi and everyone was like, I don't know if you can do that. Yeah, everyone was like, that's not good at all. It's more chilling now knowing his family's history. Absolutely. So, listen, I'm I'm not saying Harry's a Nazi. I don't think he is. No, I think he picked an incorrect Halloween costume. Yeah, be a cat. Yeah, be a be a, be a sexy something cat, cat, Harry. Yeah, Jesus. Be, be a sexy cat or a sexy nurse. Yeah, truly, Harry. Come Harry. on. <sighs> so anyway, let's back up a little bit. Yeah. Okay, let's go back to George V. Okay, so we're going back to before the Nazi Party was even founded. Yeah, we're going back to June twenty second, nineteen eleven. That's crazy. Britain has a new monarch for the second time in a decade, and it's George V. This is Queen Victoria's grandson. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, his father Edward the Seventh died suddenly of a heart attack, and his brother, Albert, was supposed to be king, but he died of influenza. So now George was sort of thrust into the position of being king. Yeah, and he didn't even really want to do it Oh, that no, badly. he did not. He did not want to do it. That's a theme, kind of. A, lo- a lot of these royals didn't actually really want to be king. No, it was too much responsibility, and they didn't want to do it. And, and his father, Edward, who was king before him, you know, was an absolute playboy. And he had, like, a bunch of affairs. And, and there's a lot of people who say that his antics kind of really affected George's personality a lot and made him kind of shut off his— 
empathy centers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and this is, again, another uh, trend we see in yes. these dynasties yep. where we'll see one patriarch is kind of has these problems with— They um, treat people terribly. They treat people worse. They have affairs. They're debaucherous. They're debaucherous. They're and not then, good dads. And then you see that kind of continue— And repeat itself, yeah. —through the men in the family. I guess Queen Victoria, um, you know, didn't really like how Edward turned out, so she was like, I'm going to try to have her hand in, in raising Edward's children. Mm-hmm. Um, Edward, as a child, had really bad anger issues. He had a bad temper. He struggled with school really bad. His brother died of influenza in 1892, which means George was the new heir to the throne. And people really liked King George. Yeah. Uh, People thought that he was a good guy. Uh, Behind closed doors, apparently he had a really bad temper. But in front of closed doors, he was known as the little king because he was just small and the crown looked big on him. So people loved that. I actually (laughs) saw a picture and he looked very little. That's so cute. It looks like his crown is kind of slipping down off of his head like he's wearing his daddy's crown. He's wearing daddy's crown. Yeah, so people called him the little king. And the other thing, too, is that Queen Victoria was like, you know who you are going to marry? You are going to marry your dead brother's fiancé. Yeah, this is a a weird one. Yeah, Princess Mary, who was Albert's fiancé before Albert died of influenza, uh, he was like, actually, um, I don't really want to date my brother's ex. And, you know, she was like, that really sucks for you. They you're going to. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, uh, were married. And at mm-hmm. first, I think they didn't totally know how to show affection toward each other. Oh, yeah. Actually, they wrote a lot of love letters instead of talking out loud because they That's- were just kind of uncomfortable with the previous situation of like the fact Like two little introverts being like, hey, Albert died. This is weird. This is awkward. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like that fix, writing letters. Sure. And here's the thing. So now we're around the time of World War One, Right. And, and World War One, you know, Germany is against Britain. Britain and Germany <laughs> are not loving each other. They don't love it. But George had German heritage dating back to 1714, and people started questioning George's allegiance to Britain. Right. They were like, are you actually pro-Britain or are you pro-Germany because your last name is Saxe, Coburg und Gotha. And George doesn't feel comfortable with people questioning his allegiance to Britain because obviously he is the king and he wants to make it very clear that he is not on Team Germany. Yeah. So George has to start withdrawing titles from his German relatives to Mm -hmm, prove that mm -hmm, he's on mm -hmm. Britain's side. And changes their family's name. Oh, yeah. So this whole House of Windsor thing, this is from George. Yeah. George changes the House of Saxe, Coburg, and Gotha to House of Windsor. Which sounds a lot less German. Yes, and so a new dynasty is born. Absolutely. So there's something interesting to get into with George really quickly. It's not as related to the Nazis, but it is a really interesting and important part of the timeline. Mm -hmm. Um, So George was very close friends with his first cousin, Tsar Nicholas II of Russia. Oh my gosh. First off, my question is like, how are all these people cousins if they're all running different countries? And the answer— There's this huge web of royalty who are all related, all on the same continent. Yeah. Because Queen Victoria is trying to get everyone married to each other Mm -hmm. so that they can have more control over everybody. They have more influence in every place if they have a person from the family married into every place. So George is not only cousins with Tsar Nicholas II, he's also cousins with Tsar Nicholas II's wife. Yeah. They're cousins and they're married. Loving that for them. So when Russia entered World War I in 1914, 
2014, they were having hardships as a nation, and the people of Russia became more and more resentful of Tsar Nicholas II and his family. And this led to the 1917 February Revolution. So basically, it's this huge, like, protest against food rationing. People are angry in the streets. People are fighting with police and the last loyal uh, royal forces of the Russian monarchy. So Nicholas and his family are urged by the government to flee as the riots unfold. Right. So now Nicholas and his cousin George, who are good friends. Yeah, they're good friends. And the thing they both have in common is they're like, I don't really know about this whole me being the king thing. It's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And so they're starting to send letters back and forth about how, you know, they're worried for each other. And at first, the British government says, hey, why doesn't Nicholas and his family— Seek refuge here. Come seek seek asylum. Seek asylum here in Britain. And at the time, the British were calling uh, Tsar Nicholas Bloody Nicholas, and his wife Alexandria was German-born. So that's a tricky situation. Yeah. So George is now put in the situation of, like, do I want to save my really good friend and have him come here, but then potentially have people question me more on whether I'm anti-Britain? Now George has to make the decision of, do I want to help my friend and yeah. cousin Or do I want to do what is going to be politically more simple? If I don't let them come to Britain, they don't have to be questioned on whether I am team Germany because Alexandria is German-born. I don't have to be questioned on who I'm siding with. So he straight up single-handedly let them all die. He says, actually, no. After the British government says, yes, come seek asylum here, George says no. But he tells Nicholas, like, oh, it's the British government, it's not me. But it was George. It was entirely George. So this inadvertently led to Nicholas and his entire family being killed by Mm -hmm. the Bolsheviks. Yeah, because they didn't have anywhere to seek asylum to because uh, his good friend said absolutely not. So this is just another thing where there were secrets in Mm -hmm. the royal family um, about— Whether or not you were anti-German or pro-German was very important around that time. Yeah, and there were all these secrets within the family Mm -hmm. of who is doing what, and um, they were trying to keep things a secret. They didn't didn't want— people to think that they were anti their own family. Right, right, right. But they also didn't want people to think they were anti-Britain. Absolutely. So let's talk about George's son. Yeah, George's son, Edward. Dang. Dang, dang, dang. This is where we're really getting into Nazi stuff. Okay, so before this, let's remember, George is trying to distance himself from Germany. From all the German stuff. He's trying to be like, no, we're not even that German. It's not a big deal. literally not even that German at all. And then Edward, on the other hand— is not allowed to fight in World War One, and people think that it's because, you know, they don't want the person who's in line for the throne to get hurt. Right, right, right. Other researchers speculate mm-hmm. that maybe it's because he had a thing for Germany. Yeah, his dad, the king, did not trust him, like did not think he could be trusted. He liked dictators really loudly. Um, And, you know, George was like, let's keep an eye on my son. Let's tap this guy's wires. So around the time, Edward is being kind of debaucherous. He's having a lot of affairs with married women. A classic for him. And he's just kind of, you know, fooling around, and George doesn't approve of this. Right, right, right. Now, Edward also— is pretty interested in a an American woman. Right, which is a horrible thing to be interested in. Well, she's also <laughs> a divorcee. She's a, a, a divorcee, and she has a second 
husband that she's with now. She becomes Edward's mistress. Her name is Wallace Simpson. Mm-hmm. And the media just goes crazy. They're like, who's this woman? Who's this American? Well, this is also just not very typical for British royalty to kind of parade around yeah. their mistress. No, yeah. And he was being really, really He's public. obsessed with her. And a lot of researchers say it's because she was kind of domineering, kind of a bully, and that he liked that. That like, he was maybe a, a little bit of a sub. Yeah, so the the family is kind of like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, what is this? And and also people are questioning, why does he like this American woman so much? Yeah. They consider her unattractive. Which is so weird because I feel like everyone in that time looked exactly the same. I agree. I think they all look literally identical. They so all I don't like, see how she's unattractive. Everyone looks like a little bit pasty, a little bit inbred, yeah. and like kind of classic looking, and that's just how it goes. But again, researchers say that a big reason he might have been attracted to her mm-hmm. over the women that he was being presented to marry is that in the UK, it was less common at the time for women to be as educated as it was in America. Right, right, right. Their and American women were sometimes more educated, and these aristocratic British women were not necessarily as educated. Yeah, so the media hated her. You know, um, they were like, oh, she's ugly. She's American. She's divorced. Meanwhile, Edward is constantly sleeping with married women and also kind of stupid. Yeah. So it's I don't know why like, the, the double standard is kind yeah, of crazy. It's a, a big double standard. He literally abdicates the throne. He gets the throne for 11 months. He's king for 11 months, and then he says, you know what? I want to marry this woman, and in order to do that, I have to abdicate the throne, so I am no longer the king. Yeah, when she gets divorced from her former husband, she's available, and he's like, I'm going to jump in on that. Yeah, she divorces her husband to marry him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, people originally thought— mm-hmm. All well, this scandal was all about the romance. It's all about the romance. Oh, it's all about the divorce you and know, the shame of America and divorce. Yeah, yeah. There's no way she can be queen because she's divorced an American. Yeah. However, there is a chance— that there were some other reasons <laughs> she was not allowed to marry him. <laughs> there are some other reasons that maybe he abdicated the throne and decided to mm-hmm. be with her instead. And that reason is Nazism. Nazism. <laughs> so around this time, you know the Nazis. I've, I, I'm aware. They were a thing. Uh, still are. Still, still are, unfortunately. But, but Who they knew? were really coming on up yeah. around here. Yeah. So Wallace um, is a big fan. She loves it. Of the Nazis. Edward also. Big, big fan. Big fan fan of the Nazis. Big fan. They love it. When they get married, they got married at a chateau that I believe was owned by a Nazi. In 1937, they go visit. Hitler. Perfect. There's actually a photo from this, Mm -hmm. and you see Hitler kissing Wallace's hand. Oh, boy. So he abdicates the throne and then is immediately like, my wife and I are going to go hang out with Hitler. We're going to go see Hitler. Now, even though he's abdicated the throne, they are still the Duke and Duchess of Windsor. Absolutely. They're still tied to the royal family completely. And they always will be. Absolutely. And so it's crazy because (laughs) the royals are kind of trying to do massive damage control, being like, oh, shit. Yeah, the the royals are trying to be like, no, 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 no. No, Edward, no, no. no he's not a Nazi. He's, he's just with this American woman. Yeah. And it's like, Meanwhile, Edward is like going to BBC, being yeah. like, hey, do you think I could have a special where I talk about how I'm actually loving Germany for me? Oh, my God. And, and BBC's like, no. BBC is like, no. <laughs> and the British royalty are like, no. no. What are you doing? Yeah, he. we know that um, Goebbels and Goring uh, talked to him. We know that he had tea with Hitler at least once. Um, this circles they were hanging around in were people who were outwardly very pro-Nazi. They were Nazi sympathizers. They were openly Nazi sympathizers. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So here's another thing we should talk about. Yeah. Uh, Edward was not considered the brightest bulb. Okay, okay, well, that's always an incredible layer to something like this. He was not considered the sharpest tool in the shed. Wasn't it that, like, his all his contemporaries wrote in their diaries, like, God, this guy's so stupid. Yeah, it was recorded in people's journals yeah. that they were saying, like, oh, my gosh, this man he yeah. just has nothing going on in his head. Yeah, he so. was known to be not really um, uh, an intelligent guy. But, okay, I think the crazy thing here is that, sure, you've got this guy who's like, I, I wanted to be king. Now I'm not king. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in Germany with my American wife. We're both— Nazi supporters were mm-hmm. hanging out with the Nazis. And what's so crazy about that is Winston Churchill apparently during the war mm-hmm. was like actually genuinely afraid that Edward could betray England like at any moment. Yeah, there were a lot of um, years later, you know, yeah. we found all of these documents. Yeah. Not we, not us personally. <laughs> yeah, Sid and I went <laughs> and found all these documents. But all of these documents were uncovered mm-hmm. and, you know, some of it was obviously destroyed. Yeah. But uh, what it made clear is that Winston Churchill thought that yeah. Edward could betray England at any moment during the war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his, his, so Edward's, like, personal security detail was basically feeding all of his info to the British intelligence, like all his telegrams back and forth with the Nazis. So they were all, like, intercepted and recorded and archived. And hidden. And hidden because they, <laughs> because Churchill and everyone else was like, we have to hide this because during the war it would be such bad morale to have the headlines like, oh, remember the guy who was king for 11 months and is still part of the royal family? And he is a traitor who yeah. loves the Nazis. Yeah, it, it was, wouldn't be good. But, and yeah. it ended up getting so bad that the British government organized for yeah. Edward to be shipped off 
to the Bahamas as damage control. So I'm just going to pop in here and say I'm sure. kind of pissed off about that. Yeah, I want to be shipped off to the Bahamas. I, I, like, being a terrible person and, like, ruining everything, you just get a vacation to the Bahamas? And he didn't want to go. It's not like he was like, Right, Woo. he tried to run away, right? Him and Wallace tried to run away. Yeah, they tried to run away. Essentially, I guess they thought that right. the British— we're going to try to kill them. Right, because the Nazis told them the British are going to try to kill you. Because the whole time, right, and remember, this is brings us back to Edward is dumb. The Nazis had this plot mm-hmm. to actually kidnap Wallace and Edward. Sure. Which is so funny because they're telling them, like, oh, the British are going to kill you. But the whole time they're running from the British, there's this guy named Robentrop. Yeah. And he's actually trying to kidnap them. The idea was to kidnap them and keep them around. And then when Germany invaded England, they would put Edward in as a king that's basically their puppet. Yeah. And actually, just some more interesting information yeah, let's about get into it. Got a- Robentrop. Yeah. What's up with Robentrop? <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff in the British yeah. media yeah. about Wallace being this kind of seductive woman. Yeah. And like, like how, did she, how did she get she this She snagged all she these different guys. These you know, she had these two divorces before the king and, you know. And also, she was writing all these letters that they found during her divorce from her second husband when she was about to marry Edward saying, like, she's writing to her husband that she is divorcing, going, mm-hmm. like, I'm so lonely, I'm hating this, mm-hmm. I don't really love this, I'm just lonely and sad, and I don't know myself. And so that's, like, first off, crazy to be complaining about the guy you're about to marry to the guy you're divorcing. Yeah. That's weird. So on top of that, when she's already with Edward, right. she is kind of having um, a couple of affairs right, with right, maybe right. other people, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. Didn't she um, write a letter to her uncle being like, God, it's so hard to have so many men. <laughs> yeah, she wrote a letter. She wrote a letter while she was juggling Edward and her husband, who yeah. she was married to at the time, yeah. saying, like, I'm trying to keep them both, but it's really difficult. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's like, don't okay. know how that works. <laughs> but the truth is, while she was married to Edward and they're running because they think they're going to get killed by the British, yeah. Rubentrop was actually ordered by Hitler to kind of have a steamy exchange. A steamy hot exchange. Yeah. With um, Wallace, right? Yeah, yeah, because uh, they're trying to kind of be in control over them in any way they can. They're trying to keep tabs on them. Right. In fact, Ribbentrop apparently was giving Wallace 17 carnations a day. Okay, that's a lot. 17 carnations (laughs) to symbolize the 17 times that they were Intimate. No mm-hmm. fucking way. Mm-hmm. That's so specific. Like, that's too many times to count, and yet he's still counting. Yeah, he's counting. <laughs> like, 17. Like, I feel like if it was like, oh, for the for the five times that we've made love, here are five roses. But it's like, <laughs> 17 is 17 times. An oddly 17 specific number. Every day. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Edward and Wallace eventually freaked themselves out enough to actually go to the Bahamas, um, mm-hmm. where they were out of the Nazis' immediate sphere of influence. But, like— that didn't really change their opinions about anything. Like, Edward still kind of, like, spent the entire war apparently making, like, crazy statements about how, like, England will lose and Germany will win everything. Yeah, this guy really wanted his own people to yeah. be killed. Conquered. Yeah, I mean, taken he, over and killed. He, yeah. he was okay with the idea of mm-hmm. Britain being bombed at yeah. some point. Like, yeah. he— he really was Team Germany. 100%. And his family was in charge of Britain. Which is just crazy because 
if they had Twitter back then, oh my God. he would have gotten banned. Like, he would have— so Like someone else we know. Well, like some other people we know. So here's a segment called Edward's Twitter. So um, if Twitter had been around during this time and Edward was able to more freely speak about his opinions— Yeah, and, and, and not have it hidden by the British who are trying to protect, you know, their own— Everything We wanted to kind of think of maybe what would these tweets sound like. So um, here are just some examples. All right. Here's one. Adidas can't drop me. Mm -hmm. I can commit treason during World War II and Adidas can't drop me. Now what? Okay, perfect. Beautiful. Okay, here's another one I thought maybe would be on Edward's Twitter. Right, 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 right. BBC trying to give fake news. Germany has the best boats, the biggest army, the nicest Hitler. I stand with Germany. Hashtag five ever. Okay, here's one. Here's one. Um, Okay, Winston Churchill is too flat-chested to ever be a 10. Sorry, losers and haters. Hashtag sad. Oh, so sad. (laughs) Here's one. And picture all of these really misspelled. Yeah, 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 of course. Here's another one. My wife is not having relations with a Nazi party leader. She doesn't need to. I have the best junk and the biggest hands, and Wallace is perfectly happy with me. Hashtag make Wallace queen of the world. Hashtag make Wallace great again. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, of of course, despite the negative press of the Nazis, Kofefe. Oh, beautiful. beautiful. So that was a segment that we call Edward's Twitter. Since then, you know, the, the British government and, and the royal family has kind of been suppressing all of the embarrassing kind of information about Edward being Let me give a you Nazi a, a personal example yeah, of yeah, this. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and I—this <laughs> is so wild. <laughs> While doing the research for this yes. episode, yes. I couldn't find anything about Edward being a Nazi on many of the British uh, history sites Damn. I was looking at. Damn. But on non-British sites. On non-British sites, I found way more. It, yeah. It was, like, way more, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this is a huge thing. And on yeah. the British sites, they were like, oh, he just loved an American woman. Yeah, yeah. And That's it, so crazy. It, it wasn't until really, like, digging into yeah. other, you know, uh, history sites and publications yeah. that I— found out that there is a possibility that the reason he abdicated the throne, right. the reason people were not okay right. with him getting married to Wallace— Right, internally. Internally, wasn't necessarily because she was an American who was a divorcee, right. but more because they knew she was a Nazi sympathizer. Uh, yeah, that'd be a, a way bigger fucking reason. And I would back that reason. And in all of these places that I was reading about it before, like, it was just saying she was an American, she was a divorcee, Divorcee two a- times. American divorcee is the scapegoat yeah. of why they – it's why they pretend – it's like the fake reason mm-hmm. and the public reason. Mm-hmm. But in in reality, there's a huge chance that the um, the real actual reason that the, the royal family was like, no, you can't marry this woman is because she was literally a Nazi sympathizer. And so was he. And so was he. And so he was like, oh, my God, perfect for me. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Just terrible. So, but yeah, like tens of thousands of papers were found, like in German archives by Allied forces after the war ended, you know, and and all of them documented the German plans to basically turn Edward and uh, make him an active aide to the Nazi effort. 
So, so it's not great. It's it's not a rumor. So <laughs> at this point, you know, it's pretty clear what was happening. But Edward wasn't the only one. Edward and Wallace were not were not the only uh big Nazi sympathizer energy members of the British royal family. Edward had a cousin named Charles Edward. God damn it. Can they come up with more names? I know they need more names. Charles Edward was an important Nazi official. Oh, well, I hate that. I'm absolutely hating that. It's because Hitler really loved having a direct tie to the royal family in his well, circle. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure he loved anything that was bad and led to him having power. Yeah. And he sent Charles Edward right. as an envoy to England to butter up Edward on the whole, like, hey, let's do some fashion. Thing. That's crazy. So, so Charles Edward was a big help in Edward, his cousin, mm-hmm. being like, oh, actually, I love this whole Nazi thing. And not only that, Charles Edward ran German concentration camps. Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he, fuck that guy. He, uh, and then he was really upset when he wasn't welcome back on British soil. What is wrong with people? What is wrong with anyone? I think the thing we've learned yeah. from every episode of this podcast yeah. is when you're treated like you yeah. are God's gift to the planet, yeah. you are shocked when, when any consequences happen. A hundred percent. When you're like, oh, I just did the worst things anyone could ever do, and now there's appropriate, if not underwhelming consequences. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And it keeps, you know, and we see it again and again with even Edward. The royal family knew that yeah. Edward's beliefs were wrong. Yeah. They conflicted with everything they believed yeah. in. And yet they didn't really publicly shame no, him. They, they literally hit it. hit it. They spent energy they could have spent on the war on hiding that Edward was a Nazi sympathizer. Now let's get a little bit closer to home. Okay? Right. Okay. Yeah. You know the queen. Oh, please don't tell me the queen's a Nazi. No, she's not a Nazi. I mean, I don't have any specific attachment to the queen, but that would just be exhausting. R.I.P. Pour one out. You know, she died recently. What are you going to do? There's a lot of opinions on it. Okay, so she wasn't, but two of her sisters-in-law might have been. Okay, awesome for me. Okay, so we're talking about Prince Philip. Okay. He had four sisters, and at least two of them were uh, not great. Okay, well, uh, two out of four. Okay, so he had this sister, Sophie. Okay, she named right. her kid Adolf. Nope. Carl Adolf. Yeah, no, fuck that. Because she thought Hitler was a charming guy. Okay, well, we don't even love that for her. Nope. And his sister, Cecily, before she and her husband died in a plane crash, right. they were both confirmed Nazi party members. Okay, well, that uh, that's pretty cut and dry. So Prince Philip yeah. was not even the most racist of his siblings. You know what's something I think sometimes, I realize sometimes? Hmm. The world is bad. Yeah. <laughs> now let's fast forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. The way we all started kind of thinking yeah. about, and when I say we all, I mean people like myself who are not 100% educated about this because right, I like, grew up in the United States and this isn't something the, I studied. The average young American person who knows knows more about pop culture than real history in the forefront of their brain. Right. I think about Prince Harry dressing up as a Nazi for Halloween in 2005. I think about, you know, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle leaving the royal family because of a lot of shit that went down. And now when you think about that, it— it's an interesting— It's interesting context. Yeah, it's interesting to look back and go, oh, right, well, this family didn't just start being— kind of racist and kind of not so great. This is something that's gone back for probably a while. Well, and also just that, you know, with everything that has been uncovered, there's, I'm sure, so much that hasn't. I'm sure there's so many documents that have been burned, that have been, you know, hidden. And and it's just 
so crazy to look and see, like, oh, this country that was fighting Germany, half the royal family was, like, down with Germany. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's pretty dark, and it's also kind of makes you feel really terrible for Meghan Markle. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always feel—I just generally always feel terrible for her. Yeah, it just makes you— I will go on record to say there's a lot of British media people who say, like, oh, yeah, they they compare Meghan Markle to Wallace because they're both American women who the media hated because they, you know— Seduced seduced one of their royals. But it's like, let's never make that comparison, how about? Because one of them is a a nice lady who's just— like an actress and the other woman is a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, it's not so good. It's, let's never make that comparison. Yeah, there was this weird villainizing of yeah. uh, Meghan Markle and comparing her to Wallace, which yeah. she is not similar I, I to. I get that they were both American women who the British media hated, yeah. but they have nothing else in common. No, and it's it's pretty wild. So um, it doesn't actually end here. Yeah, no. This is a lot of the Nazi scandals, but there's so many more scandals. Yeah, so we've got a whole nother episode coming up for you about the Windsor dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you're going to be pretty shocked at what we find. Yeah, it's all of their non-Nazi related scandals. And there's a lot of them. There's so many. So thank you for listening. I've been Sid. I've been Olivia. And until next time, this has been Dark Dynasties. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.